appreciate that. Turning your Bibles this morning to the book of Mark, chapter 9. We're talking a little bit today about Jesus coming on the scene. Now, for the rest of this month, uh, we're going to be looking at different instances where Jesus came on the scene. You know, when He comes, when He makes Himself real to you, Jesus is in the house. The Bible says where the two at the are gathered together. He's there in the midst of them. Jesus came in groups of people. He came into houses. He came into towns. But not everyone received him. So you have a choice every day that you live your life. You have an opportunity just because he's here doesn't mean he reveals himself to your situation. But he can. See, the choice is up to you. And so I wanted to show you a little bit this morning how during this year and through this story are we able to get him on our scene. Just because he's on the scene doesn't necessarily mean he's on your scene. I don't know about you, but I need him on my scene. I've got some things, some situations, some circumstances, some prayers that are not answered. I've got some things I need Him to do in my house, in my heart, in my business, in my finances, in my health, in the church for you. And so I've got to say, Lord, I've got to, I want to do my part to get you on my scene because He's working in the world. All over the world, people are being saved and healed and delivered and Jesus is working, but we want to get Him on our scene. Amen? Mark chapter 9 we're going to begin reading here in uh, just a moment in verse number 17. And uh, we're just going to look at this story a little bit this morning and uh, just ask the Lord to reveal some things uh, to us. And then we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, prayer and fasting and, and what's going to happen this month. Miss Amy just uh, laid it out for us. And what a, what a powerful thing if you would read the book of Acts. Ask the Lord to fill you with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. He could empower us, and He could start using us to do what He's called us to do. So here in Mark chapter 9, let's begin reading in verse number 17. And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. Now, I don't know about you, but if you uh, are raising a teenager... Uh, there's a lot of times you feel like they've got a dumb spirit. <laughs> uh, no offense to the teenagers. But we've all been there and we've all done some dumb stuff. Can I get an amen? But guess what? We're going to love them through it. And uh, they're going to become who God's called them to be. But now this guy, his son, uh, it was just more than a teenage situation. He had a spirit. And this spirit had attacked him. We live in an age to where young people are being attacked more and more. Parents are having trouble, marriages, health, relationships, finances. I mean, we have an adversary that is seeking whom he may devour. But when Jesus shows up, he's no match because the devil has to go. And so he said wherever... I take him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. And I spake unto thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. 
How many has tried to do some things in your own strength, in your own power, and you failed? We've done some things, even though Jesus gave them power over unclean spirits. And they had cast out devils at this time. They had laid hands on the sick and they had recovered. And they had seen God do some great things. We saw God do some good things in 2014. But we're coming upon a time to where we need Jesus to come on the scene. And we've got to step into a new level of faith. And we've got to begin to walk according to the Word of God. And we've got to begin to declare, thus saith the Lord. Because it's not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. Amen? And he answered and said, said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. Do you have something this year that you want to bring to Jesus? We just came through the Christmas season. And thank God He gave us the gift of His Son. But I'm telling you, amen, if we're wise men, we'll bring some gifts to Him. He has given us the gift of eternal life. He has given us the gift of salvation. He has saved us and healed us and forgiven us of all of our sins. He's gone to prepare a place in heaven for us. But I'm telling you, there's some things that we need to bring to Him. I don't want to carry them anymore. I don't want to be a pack mule in 2015. I don't want to carry my burdens or anybody else's. I want to learn to cast all of my cares upon Him, for He careth for me. Be able to unload and bring some things. And Jesus said, bring Him to me. He said, I tried. I brought Him to your disciples, and they couldn't do anything. Bring Him to me. And they brought Him unto Him, and when He saw Him, straightway, the Spirit tear Him, and He fell to the ground and wallowed foaming. And He asked the Father, how long is it? ago since he this came unto him and he said as a child and oftentimes it cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him we have an enemy that is out to destroy he is out to put you through the ringer in 2015 if he can make you go through some fire he will if he can put you through some waters he will amen he's going to try to bring all kind of obstacles in your way but I'm telling you amen if we'll just stand firm and stand fast if you'll make up your mind here in January as we begin to seek the Lord with all of our heart in all of our ways acknowledge him and he will direct our steps He can go before us and make the crooked places straight. He can make a way where there seems to be no way. And if we begin to say, Lord, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to bring it to you. If I go through the fire, he's there. If I go through the water, he's there. If I make my bed in hell, David said, he's there. If I ascend to the mountain, where can I go? Amen, to get away from the Lord. You can't go anywhere and escape the love of God. Amen, his grace will go with you wherever you go. He knows what this year holds for you. You don't know what the next moment holds. 
God sees your beginning from your end. He knows what this year is going to be in business, in marriage, in your health. And I'm telling you, just like Daniel, amen, Daniel didn't know the lion's den was coming, but every day he got on his knees and he prayed. And that's when, amen, God was already shutting the mouth of the lions. And when he hit the bottom of the pit, the lions were already shut up. Don't wait until you're falling into the pit to pray. It's a little late. Let's don't wait in 2015 till trouble comes. Let's begin to pray now. Let's begin to seek God now. Don't wait till a fiery trial comes, until a water situation comes. Amen. Let's begin right now, amen, to move head first into what God has had for us and say, Lord, I'm believing that you're coming on the scene in my behalf in 2015. And then the father said something that we want to just really reach out and get a hold of the heart of God. He said, but if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us. Are you in a situation this morning to where you're just saying, Lord, if you can do anything, have compassion on me. If you can do anything for my child, if you can do anything for my marriage, if you can do anything for my health, if you can do anything for my business, if you can do anything in this situation, just have compassion. Over and over and over, the Bible says that Jesus was moved with compassion. Can I tell you this morning, Jesus loves you. He cares about what you're going through. He doesn't just number the hairs on your head for nothing. Amen. He's got his eye on you. And you're the apple of his eye. And he loves you. And when you hurt, he hurts. And he wants to have compassion. He loves you. And he doesn't want you to stay in the situation you're in and the answer to the question if you can do anything amen my answer this morning is yes he can he can do exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or think you don't have to pray is it God's will to save me yes it is you don't have to say is it God's will for him to heal me by his stripes you were healed it's his will amen that you prosper for he said I would that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers amen there's some things you don't have to pray and get God's will it is his will you've just got to step by faith and say Lord if you can do anything and I know you can have compassion on me. And help us. Somebody say, I need help. 2015, I need help. I need, I, I'm not going to say I can do it all by myself. I need Jesus to come on my scene. He's a, the Holy Spirit is a paraclete. One called alongside of another to help. Amen. You've got to begin to say Holy Spirit, I need you to come on the scene on my behalf. I need you to come and walk beside me. I need you, amen, to show up. I need you, amen, like we talked about Daniel in the lion's den. I need you, like the three Hebrew children, where they said did not we throw three in there but I see four. There's somebody else walking with me. I'm not alone. I don't have to do it alone. I don't have to go it alone. I don't have to work it out alone. I don't pray alone. I don't fast alone. But He's always with me. And Jesus said unto him, 
You see, when you come and make a declaration, Lord, if you can help me, I need your help. Jesus said in verse number 23, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believes. There's nothing that is impossible. I'm telling you, if you can dream it, if you can imagine it, if you can have faith for it, if you can believe it, God can work it out. There's nothing too hard for God. Amen. He's the one that created the universe, spoke, amen, everything into existence. He said, let there be light, and darkness was shattered. He's the one that created you out of the dust and breathed the breath of life into you. And He is able to do whatever you need. And you've just got to begin to let faith arise in your heart because if you can just believe, all things are possible. This is a year of all things. This is a year when Jesus is going to come on the scene and do what we couldn't do. He's going to come on the scene and He's going to allow you to do what you couldn't do. He's going to allow you to go further than you ever imagined. But you've got to believe it because you can't doubt. If, any, if you doubt in your heart, it's not going to happen. You've got to come to a place to where you say, Lord, I trust you. I believe you. I know you're able, and I know you're willing. See, there's the, there's the kicker right there. We know God's able, but we don't always know God's willing. We think he'll do it for somebody else, but you've got to reach out with your faith and say, no, he'll do it for me. And he doesn't do it for you because you're so good. He does it because he loves you. It's not according to my goodness, but it's according to his goodness. It's his grace and his mercy. Yeah, I fail, I sin, I fall down, but I'm his child and he picks me up and he dusts me off and he gets me on my way because he loves me. And straightway the father of the child cried out with tears. Did you cry out last year with any tears? Did any tears come out of your eyes for a situation? For a family member, for a marriage, for a child, for business, for health, for anything. I'm telling you, there's something that moves the heart of God. And hey, when God knows you're serious, when you, it's more than just now I lay me down to sleep. When you begin to cry out to God with compassion, when you begin to get serious. Amen. Hey, David said, I watered my couch with my tears. Amen. Hey, when you begin to get in prayer and you begin to let some tears flow, you begin to get a broken heart, you begin to really feel, and you there. There's a need and a necessity. This father loved this child. And he was desperate. And with tears he cried. And he said, Lord, I believe. But help mine unbelief. You see, that's what this time of prayer and fasting, this next 21 days is. We believe. We've seen God do miraculous things. We know God is able. But we've got some unbelief we've got to deal with. See, prayer and fasting removes that unbelief. Prayer and fasting doesn't do anything for God. It does everything for you. Do you think God needs more faith? Do you think God needs more compassion? He's got it. It's you. Do you think God needs to hear more what the Spirit is saying? No, it's you. Prayer and fasting is for us. 
It's to turn down the volume of life. It's to get along with God. It's to say, Lord, I desire you more than I desire this thing. And as Amy said, you do what you want to do on your level. I encourage you, as I do every year, to fast at least three days if you can. You say, Pastor, I've never, ever done that. We'll just fast one day then. Go three meals. If you can do one, if you've done one, do two. If you can do two, do three. Just drink water and empty the toxins and the sugars and the junk. You'll feel so much better, man. The second day, your head will hurt. And the third day, you feel better. Get that sugar out, man. Your joints feel better. Everything, just, just kind of get, the, get the, all the junk from December out of you. You feel better. And then, then and you can choose any three days. You don't have to do this. And remember, th- this is a, a, a voluntary thing. But whatever you do, if you give up Cokes, if you give up social media, if you give up whatever it is, God will honor you. But remember, if it doesn't mean anything to you, it doesn't mean anything to God. Make sure it's something. I mean, you know, I, I told you last week, when I, when, when I tell God I'm not going to eat no doc, drink no Dr. Pepper, eat no Snickers, he knows I'm serious. I like that. But we're not going to do that. We're not going to do sugars. We're not going to do sodas. We're not, we're not going to have donuts the next three weeks. We'll have fruit and some granola and some stuff. That, that's kind of, that's, you're going to force fast on Sunday morning. I'm going to feed you those donuts. Hey, let's take some time. Do something. I mean, you may need to cut out some TV. You may need to cut out some telephone. Some of you guys are going to cut out some Facebook. That consumes your time. But here's the deal. Take that time to pray. Spend that time, as Amy said, put something in its place. So the father said, Father, he said, Lord, I believe. When you're believing for something, if you have a goal, begin to pray. We prayed here during January because we know Easter's coming. Easter's our resurrection offering around here. It's when we give our best seed and God blesses the year. And so we're just believing God. This is where you begin to pray and say, Lord, what would you have me give on Easter. Easter's April the 5th, I think, this year. First Sunday in April. So what would you have me to give? 500, 1,000, 5,000, 10,000, 100? I don't, I don't know what the Holy Spirit will speak to you, but here's the deal. In January is when I begin to pray and say, Lord, put it in my heart. And then when we say we put it in our heart, put it where? In our hand. Because you may not have what the Lord put in, puts in your heart to give in resurrection offering in April. Uh, you may not have it in your hand yet. But if you'll begin to pray and let him put it in your heart, and then you begin to say, Lord, I'm believing you to put it in my hand. Now, he might put it in all at one time, or he might put it in $10 or $20 at a time. Now, don't spend your seed at Walmart. Huh? You need to get you an envelope and put resurrection offering 2015, and you begin to pray what he tells you to give. Start putting a little bit every week, $5, $10. And you know what? By April, you'll have your resurrection offering. But that's what January, we're, beginning, we're seeking the Lord to get the Lord. What do you, he knows what you're going through. He knows what you need. He's trying to stretch your faith. And so you begin to ask him. And so he cried out with tears. And he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. As we begin to fast and pray, amen, we're dealing with our unbelief. And we're trying to get more confidence in our prayer. Amen, trying to hear the voice of God. Trying to get discernment for what he wants us to do in business and, and in our finances and in our health because the Holy Spirit will speak to you 
if you'll take time to listen. Well, when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him, and he was as one dead. Insomuch as many said, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. I'm telling you this year, there's some things, there's some situations, there's some circumstances, there's some people that you look at and you go, they're dead. It's hopeless. It's not going to happen. I mean, they've gone too far. It's just unfixable. I'm telling you, there's nothing unfixable when Jesus comes on the scene. Oh, the next three weeks we're going to be looking at some things that looked impossible. But then Jesus showed up. When Jesus shows up, he changes things. And we just need him to show up and show off. Amen. We just need to say, Lord, you do your thing. I'm going to step. It's not, I don't want to do my thing. My thing is limited. His thing is unlimited. Do you want to do your thing in 2015 or do you want him to do his thing? As we begin to pray and fast, amen, we say, Lord, I'm taking my hands off. I'm taking my hands off the reins, the steering wheel. I give it to you. You take control of my home, my business, my finances, my marriage, my children. I've tried to fix them. I just messed them up more. I'm taking my hands off, and I'm saying, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. There's still some stuff in me, amen, that I need to get changed. There's still some doubt in me. Amen, I still got some old flesh in me. I still got some things I need to crucify. And the way to do that is crucify your flesh, amen. You just start, amen, the first time, amen, that when Eve saw that fruit, it was good, and she listened to the devil, and she gave in to her appetite. And I'm telling you, we've been giving into our appetite ever since sense so when you fast and you tell yourself no you got a fight on your hands do you know when you get hungry when you begin to fast the moment you say I'm gonna fast you think you're starving to death you might have just ate this is my life I'm gonna eat this meal I'm gonna fast the next meal you eat oh, that's all you can think about you're just just it's a mental game. Fasting is all about conquering your flesh, your, 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 your mind, your will, your emotions. But when you say, Lord, I'm going to give up something for you, I'm not going to have that candy bar, I'm not going to have that soda, I'm not going to, I mean, you know, whatever it is that you give up, this is a good time to break habits. It's a good time to say, I'm going to lay that down. I'm going to lay that nicotine. I'm going to lay that alcohol. I'm going to lay this down. And I'm not going to. And you know what? And if you, can, if you can conquer that thing 21 days, amen, you can conquer it 21 years. It's a good time. Good time to say no to your flesh and get yourself in a healthier state of mind. Well, Jesus reached down and took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. When he came into the house... The disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we cast him out? Have you asked yourself this year, Lord, why, why did that prayer not get answered? Why, why did this not happen? Why did this happen? Why? You know, there's a lot of questions we ask that we just don't understand. The disciples, Jesus had given them power over unclean spirits. He had sent them out. They had cast out devils, raised the devil. I mean, they'd done all kinds of things. And they come in and they said, Jesus, why couldn't we do that? 
Jesus said unto them, This kind comes forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. You see, Jesus, when he started his ministry, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. He fasted 40 days and nights with no food. After the 40 days, the tempter came and the devil came and tempted him and said, Hey, he always hits you right where you're, you're weak. He said, Hey, why don't you turn those stones into a fresh, big old loaf of hot bread. Jesus said, Thou shalt not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Took him to a high temple, high place and said, You worship me, I'll give you all of this. Jesus said, Worship the Lord God only. He's the only one you're going to serve. He tried to tell him, I'll, I'll, give, you all, I'll give you all the things that, that you desire. I'll give you fame and fortune. He said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. I mean, every time Satan tempted him, he just brought the word. He didn't use his own words. He didn't try to do his own. He had no strength. He was weak. He was tired. But he just used the word of God. And the Bible says the devil left him and the angels came and ministered to him. And from that moment on, he had already conquered the devil in the body, soul, and spirit, in his flesh. And every time he encountered a devil after that, the devil knew he was beaten. And that's why every time Jesus said, come out, they came out. Because they knew they were already defeated. And the disciples said, why can't we do it? And he said, this kind comes out only through prayer and fasting. It's when you seek. It's when you get confidence in your faith. It's when you deny your flesh. It's when you, amen, grow in your spirit. It's when you have a realization of who you are in Christ Jesus. And when you realize, amen, that I can step on serpents and scorpions. I have the authority to cast out devils. I have the authority to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. It's not God that needs more power. It's you that needs more power. And it's not your faith. It's your unbelief. So Lord, I believe today, but help my unbelief. And the way we're going to do that is we're going to pray and we're going to fast and we're going to seek God and we're going to allow Him to do some miracles in 2015. Can I get a big amen? Come on, give Jesus a hand. So as Amy already pointed out, the big calendar back on the wall, we want to make sure we don't worry too much about the coming weeks. We're about this week, okay? So I know there's already, there's already names on there. You can sign up the same meal the same time. There can be 20 names on the same meal. That's fine. Let's just make sure that Monday through next Sunday is covered today. And then you may want to do something else. You may want to do a, the three-day this week. You may want to just give up a one particular thing, but do something. Next week, we'll be praying over everyone. We'll do it every week. Amen. Everyone that's fasted anything will begin to pray over you. Ask God to give you strength and revelation. And let's begin, as Amy said, to go out and make a difference. Begin to speak to people. Now, Jesus said, when you fast, uh, wash your face. See, the scribes and Pharisees, they, they, would, they, would, uh, they would anoint themselves with ash and oil. And they, they would go out and they would be all to appear to fast. And, oh, oh, 
I'm so hungry. Why are you hungry? Well, I'm fasting for Jesus. Oh, well, look how good you are. <laughs> don't, don't go to work like that. Wash your face, anoint your head. Get out there and amen. Just be blessed. You don't have to, this is, this is uh, in-house. This is a corporate fast. So we want the Lord. The Bible says what we do in secret, the Lord will reward us openly. So let's let the Lord bless the house. Amen. Bless your house. Bless his house. But amen. But what we do, uh, let, let's just say, Lord, we're doing it for you. So we don't have to get out there and advertise. But uh, you, you just do whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to do for these next 21 days. And I tell you what, we're going to see an awesome time in February. February is the love month. Don't you love the love month? It's a good month. So it will just really be. But you know what? Let's spend some time with Jesus. Let's spend some time in the Word. Let's spend some time seeking Him. You're here this morning, and you say, Pastor, I, I need Jesus to come on the scene. I need Jesus to come on my scene in 2015. I just want today to make a declaration to myself and to the world that I'm going to stand for Jesus. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to strive to do right. When I fail, I'm going to repent. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I've never accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. If I were to die today, I'm not sure I would go to heaven. We want to make sure. What greater way to start the year out than giving your heart to Christ? Having all of your sins forgiven and having Him come and dwell inside of you and help guide and lead you. With every head bowed and every eyes closed, if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I need to ask Jesus into my heart. I need to get things right with God this first Sunday of the year because I want my year blessed. If that's you, would you just slip your hand up? Is there anyone? Yes, I see that hand. Yes, I see that hand. Yes, all over the building. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I need Jesus to come on my scene. I've got some circumstances. I've got some things like this father that I am just weeping over. And if Jesus can, I want him to help me. I need him to come on the scene. If that's you, just slip your hand up this morning. Yes, I see those hands. All over the building, let's stand to our feet today. Let's honor his presence. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you raised your hand and you said, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with the Lord, I want to pray with you. I want you to pray this prayer. I want you to be sincere because He loves you. Say, Dear Jesus, I believe that you're God's Son. You died for me. I ask you today to come into my life. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. Be my Lord, my Savior, my friend. From this day, I'll do my best to serve you, to learn of you, to do what you called me to do. Thank you. Father, I just pray for these that have raised their hands that they need you to come on their scene. Lord, you see the circumstances. You see the battle they're fighting in their home, in their health, in their finances. And Lord, I ask you right now, you saw their hand. You recorded it. Lord, right now you know everything about them. And Lord, their faith 
says that you can do the impossible because if they can just believe. I pray that you would help their unbelief. Let them step into a new level of faith today, believing that you're able to do this year what they've not seen in the past. That you're going to do greater. That you're going to open doors. That you're going to supply needs. That you're going to do the impossible. So I just thank you for moving on their behalf. And I call them blessed. We thank you that you're coming on the scene in 2015. And we're just going to seek you with all of our heart. As we pray, as we fast, we declare these 21 days blessed. Lord, whatever people give up, let it be a blessing. Father, let them conquer their flesh. Let them come out stronger. I pray that their faith increase and their doubt decrease. And we thank you for miracles in Jesus' name. Everybody said a big amen. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap today.